Welcome to the first ever edition of the of a Mets audio therapy session. I wrote a therapy session earlier in the year, before the season started, to kind of lay it all on the line. What this team was going to be, what this team could be, what this team would probably end up like. Now, barely a couple weeks into the season, it's the first ever podcast version of a Mets therapy session. It's me, along with Declamia Mutombo, a.k.a. Clement M., a.k.a. the Many Snacked God, your boy Clem, sitting alongside me. The view from the top of the George Washington Bridge is beautiful right now. I'm trying to figure out if I will die before I hit the water or if the water will just shatter me into a thousand pieces. The view from the bottom will be better, my (laughs) friend, because after you jump, you escape. As Mama Clancy said. (laughs) Mama Clancy. Let me tell a little story. The year was 2007. The collapse was ongoing, the September collapse. And every year, every day for 30 years, my dad would wake up earlier than my mom. He would go downstairs. He would brew a pot of coffee, and he would wake her up and bring up a a cup of coffee to the bed. My mom literally can't get out of bed until she has a coffee. And, I mean, it was like clockwork. And after the Glavin game, when the collapse was complete and the Mets were eliminated, she wrote a note. She left a note on the the coffee, what do they call it, the coffee machine? Coffee maker. Coffee maker. maker. And it said, don't wake me. Sleep is the only escape. (laughs) My friends, right now, we are in that territory. Sleep is the only escape right now. They have lost 9 of 10, I believe, maybe even up to 10 of 11. I don't know. I can't keep counting anymore. We had a tweet today come in. This is Friday, where it said the Mets haven't had a lead in eight games. Not even a lead. And it's like, I don't know if that's a real tweet or they're just kidding. But that's where we're at right now. I I can't believe it. That's how bad it is. That's where we're at is that we're in like the Tyson zone where you have to believe absolutely anything and everything you hear about the Mets as far as incompetence, as far as the training staff, as far as failure on the baseball field. It's like the Tony Gwynn stats except like bad. Yes. It's like the Mets are one for 800 this season with runners scoring. You'd have to believe it. You'd have to believe it. I was on the verge of an unprecedented move, an April <laughs> console. I raised that question to you yesterday before uh, before the game, after Noah's news came out. I said, if Noah comes back, MRI comes back, it's gotta be a Tommy John, and you're like, console. It's console. gotta be a console. So there, don't get me wrong, there's been April consoles before. There's been many years where this team's just out of it. I've consoled... There have been times where I've consoled for the next four seasons. It's the Family Guy there, episode, the first pitch opening and day, the season's and, over. and it's consoled. <laughs> exactly. So, but when there's actual promise for a team, an April console is tough because this is where I'm at, and everybody knows me as the sky is falling guy. You know why? Because the sky is always fucking falling. I have pieces of sky in my front fucking yard, <laughs> and you're telling me the sky doesn't fall it's every year. It's a hailstorm of shit every year. And the sky is always falling. Last year was my first time ever that I technically had an incorrect console. Mm-hmm. We ended up, quote-unquote, making the playoffs. We can get all arguing about semantics with the one-game wild card. When we were in it, though, it felt like the postseason. It felt like an immediate Game 7. I was wrong. They had no business making the playoffs. It took an, a bizarre amount of luck to withstand the injuries they had. I was wrong as the console. I will hold off on the console until it is the appropriate time. Here's where I stand. It all depends on injuries. If if Cespedes's hamstring is really injured and he misses an extended period of time, which it probably will be mm-hmm. because Ray Ramirez is on the case and because the Mets are on the case and he's playing when he really shouldn't be, and if Noah comes back with any sort of bad news that will cause him to miss an extended period of time, console the Sizen. Console the Sizen. If gone. not, if those guys are okay, even as bleak as it is right now, 
I am not panicking. I actually have a little bit of confidence because here's the thing. After 32 years on this earth, I know this. When the Mets are playing bad baseball, it's baseball at its absolute worst. They are absolutely unbearable. It just happens to be that they're doing it earlier in the season. This is something that happens almost every year where they hit a stretch where they make you embarrassed to be a fan. They make the sport of baseball embarrassed. It just happens to be happening two weeks into the season. This is Kelly Johnson. Like Kelly Johnson has to be here any day. This is Kelly Johnson territory right <laughs> I now. Mean, we I'm, get him in a trade. We're like, I can't believe Kelly Johnson is batting third in the fucking lineup and playing like a quarter position. And he, he hits like a bases clearing double in the seventh inning to like you know win us a game. Do you think there's a possibility we are entering a curse of Bartolo? Oh my God! I this didn't even dawn on me. I've had like people saying the curse of Murphy, and I'm like, we were cursed before Murphy, and if Murphy had come back, he would have cursed us in another way. The curse of Bartolo, though, I I mean... You don't let guys like that go, man. Yeah, you don't let that juju. A, because you need him. I mean, instantly you see Already. how pitching is so fickle. Everyone's injured. Everyone kind of stinks. Everyone who put all their eggs in fucking Robert Gazelman's Fuck Gazelman. basket. Fuck like, him. give me a fucking break. I really thought he could be like a three-starter. He might just suck. Because pitching, you never fucking know. And all the Mets have is a bunch of pitching that is a bunch of question marks. Yep. The only, que- the only thing that wasn't a question mark... Was big sexy, and he's probably. I don't think he's having a good year in Atlanta. He would be having a good year here. He just he did be. it every single time. He just ate the innings. He made he loosened the clubhouse Rolled up. Rolled right along, man. Every, what, what, at a time like this, where everyone's like the sky is falling, a little Bartolo Colon comedy routine would go a long way. When he's like watching porn, like porn up on his phone, he's like, check out this shit. You know, <laughs> exactly. like that just loosens everyone up instantly. It's it, it, he his value went far beyond the mound, although there was plenty of it. In between the lines as well. Are you, I mean, it, it's weird for me. Right now, I should be, you know, ready to slip my wrists, mm-hmm. 13 Reasons Why style. I'm not. I, I, again, if those guys are injured, if those guys are injured, I'm just like, well, that's it. It's over. Like, I'll be almost be relieved because I'll be just like, that's it. You can't lose Noah and Cespedes with this team. Yep. That they were. Let me just back up for a second. <laughs> He's closing his eyes, folks. He's like, in a, in a, like, just relax, take deep breaths. For any Major League Baseball team, and certainly for one that has quote-unquote World Series aspirations, to not bring in a single player from the outside is straight-up irresponsible. Me off. <laughs> the, the bullpen, the lineup, all the same old stale shit. It's filled now with injuries and a little bit of regression, and there's nobody there to juice them up because it's this, been the same fucking thing for a couple of years now. We have a lineup that we knew was going to probably be Average, right? At best, if we got lucky. Feast or famine, a lot of home runs, no consistency, low average, and you hope the home runs come at the right time. Now, that could be addressed. You could at least bump it up a little. You still are relying on home runs, but the corner positions. Lucas fucking dude at first base, and you can, you know, there's dude to believers, and when he looks good, he looks good. But when he looks bad, he looks awful, and when he gets hurt, like he's hurt already. He is the perfect microcosm for the Mets. He's the perfect, perfect. Hot, cold, and injury prone. Yep. You can't rely on that. Not not out of your big bat positions. This is what I say about Duda, and it, it, let me—I I never asked you this one. I said that I wish going back now, if I go back in time, I wish the Mets chose like Davis over Duda, let Duda go, and then they would have realized like Davis stinks, wasn't the answer, and we wouldn't—we would have a different first base. You're not now. in no man's land, exactly. Where We're not we are in no now. man's land with uh, with Lucas. You're right, and it's. It's like, this is something that's so wild to me. I honestly still can't believe it happened. How we willfully went into the season with a competitive team, 
pitching staff that, if healthy, is fucking awesome. And a team that, you know, can get, make it back to the playoffs for the third year in a row. And we have Jose fucking Reyes as our third ba- Jose Reyes is a bad hitting shortstop right now in Dude, his career. And he's a third, third baseman, baseman in a lineup that doesn't have, like, consistent bats He here. is lost, too. Lost. He is lost in the field. He's lost at the plate. And this is one thing. Like, that dude came back halfway through the year. I think he felt at home again. I think he was energized and juiced up. And then there's an offseason. Mm-hmm. And then you come back, and you got to grind another 162, and you're just back to being a major league ball player, and you realize you're fucking a washed-up ex-shortstop who bounced around for a reason. He had to be so happy when he got a job. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And and, and I think he, I think the Mets and he probably were like, all right, I'm good. I'm back. Like This will be where I'm at. And what's even worse than that, Clem, is that technically they were coming into the season thinking it was going to be David Wright. Yep. And that's, it wasn't that's even bananas. The plan wasn't even Jose Reyes. <laughs> It's so great. I that is insanity. I love David Wright. David Wright is my favorite Met of all time. Just please retire. Just like, retire, I, dude. It, it kills me. Like like this is such a Mets thing to do is to just like bleed out David Wright's uh-huh. career. And you're just watching him bleed out in front of you. I like, don't know what the money circumstances are. I, I mean, I can't fault him if he's leaving money on the table. But like, just retire. Yeah, I mean, I understand where he's coming from. And this is the thing: is you knew when he signed that contract, and it like he took less up front for. It's like, what do you do? You guys forget you're the Mets. Yeah. Like, of course, <laughs> of when course the, it's gonna happen. The end of the contract when he's making all the money is when he's gonna get hurt and not play at all. Can we do some all. A-Rod shit and just give him like a an advisor position right away and just transition him? I like. Lord knows we need a fucking new manager. We don't, Terry Ball at an all time oh fucking. I mean, let's let's run down the list. Cespedes playing with what is clearly a severely injured answer. <laughs> clearly, just keeping him in the lineup. You got Noah, who Lord Noah has the holy trinity of Tommy John going right now. A vague injury, such as like bicep fatigue, dis- disagreement between what the injury is between the player and the team. Check number three, Ray Ramirez in in, in the situation. Check, check, check. Ray Ramirez. That is Tommy fucking John, dude. Just go get it. Just go get it preemptively, because that's where we're at. So he's still pitching. When we bump him, we decide to tell Matt Harvey at 10 a.m. of a day game that he's pitching. He says that he worked out early in the morning. Probably didn't. He's probably just Matt Harvey stinking up the joint and throwing out excuses. It's either incompetence. What do you think he did the night before? Yeah. I mean, that's I, I mean, about too. I'm sure his arms are tired because he was fucking holding himself up over over Adriana Lima. <laughs> it's, it, Lord knows he's partying at Lavo. He's not really focused. He's never going to be. He's just not that dude. It's time to – Matt Harvey has all the talent in the world, and he may – if he puts it together, he's a good pitcher. He's never going to be that ace because he's just not that dude when it comes to focusing on the career. Yep. And that's a fair criticism. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying you don't have a right to have a social life as a player. But I'm saying that when you look at Matt Harvey, you don't see the face of like dedication to the game. It was there until he became Matt Harvey. And then, and it's, then forget about yep, it. Exactly. Maybe if he was playing in you know Cleveland or something, he'd be fine. New York City and Matt Harvey is never going to equal you know the Derek Jeter situation. If he had gone to Cleveland, he would have gotten that, then gotten that big contract from the Yankees, and we'd be all be laughing. Ah, yeah, oh, you fucking exactly. assholes! You signed Harvey to all that shit. He's exactly. Instead, we're it. just stuck with him right away. He's canoodling. I know it, he's it canoodling is. right now. Oh, he's he's canoodling all fucking day and night long, dude. Uh, so Terry's a disaster. The injuries are a disaster. The lineups a disaster. There's only, I mean, the only thing I've enjoyed so far is watching Michael Conforto. Yes. And by extension, you tweeting out pictures of his mom every time he hits a home run. Conforto bombs are on fire right now. It's- and Jay Bruce has been uh, shoving it in everyone's face. The only thing I'll say about Jay Bruce, because a lot of people on Twi- on Mets Twitter were like, where are all the Bruce haters now? Everybody knows Bruce is the epitome of hot and colds. And my fear, this is how fucked up I am, rather than just enjoying the hot streak, mm-hmm. it got so hot that 
my immediate reaction was, oh, that means the cold one's going to be really cold. <laughs> that is some fucking <laughs> pessimistic shit. But you know why what? Why would I not? Why, why would I not think that? Why would you not? Like, Reds fans are telling us, like, oh, you don't, you haven't seen the other side of Bruce yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we did, did. fucking assholes. And that was August and September of last Mets year. Mets Twitter being like, where, where's all the Mets fans who were, like, unfairly riding him? That was not unfair. He fucking sucked when he came here. Sucked. Where were you guys defending him when he was going exactly. over 100? None of you guys exactly. were defending him. And, and but I, I'll gladly eat crow on this. And yesterday, I almost tweeted out when he, I was like, "That's Jay Bruce." I can't believe I'm going to say Jay Bruce is important. And then he got thrown out at the plate. I, I but know. that wasn't his fault. No, just it's not his fault. But I mean, that's another situation. They bounced Tim Tuffle. Uh, thank God he stunk. But he stunk. listen, love and the he's guy. He's creepy looking. As love fuck. the guy from '86. He's creepy looking. He looks like a Simpsons character kind of. <laughs> he uh, he does not know how to be a third base coach. And the dude that we got in there now. Equally is equally is bad. A little story. My buddy Joe was at a game once, and he said Tim Tuffle. This like up front sounds like a very nice thing to do, but when it's Tim Tuffle doing it, he would bring out candy for the kids. Oh jeez. But when you look like Tim Tuffle, you can't be giving no, out no, free no. candy to kids. Yeah, you also drive home in a van, Tim. Like <laughs> Convergent no. van. He's fucking no PMTing it to and from. You are not able to do that. Uh, so here's like I said, here's where I stand. If there's injuries, we're fucked. Yep. If not, relax. I'm the mayor of Panic City. I don't want to say relax because they are terrible right now. If this, I mean, they could if they're if they're swept by the Nationals, you can pretty much kiss any division hope goodbye. Yeah, You're yeah. just right onto the wild card, right onto the second wild card, most likely. They'll be what? They'll probably be like eight and like fourteen and be like ten games out of first place. Yep. Nationals are hot. Oh, the Nationals are great, by the way. They're fucking. Their lineup's fucking <laughs> they're awesome. Fun Harper. You got Trey Turner. Trey. You got Bryce. You got Zimmerman playing out of their fucking minds. Cock sucking motherfucking Daniel Murphy. That's his new name. Cock sucking motherfucking Fuck Daniel Murphy. He is anybody out there who used to be like happy for him. Fuck you. Yep. Fuck him. He's a Met killer. Uh, Scherzer said it best. He's like, he won't ever admit it. He won't even say it to us, yep. but he wants to fucking ruin the Mets, and he does. And God every bless him. I'd want to ruin the Mets if I was him, too. Absolutely. In the beginning, I was happy he, he did so well because I was like, see, management. Actually, no, I, I shouldn't say that because I was all about it, too. I really, I didn't, I never, I never, I don't want to say I never saw this coming because it was going to be one or the other. Yep. It was going to be either Met Killer or he's going to go back to what we knew Daniel Murphy as. And I was really confident that there was enough of a body of work, enough evidence that he was going to go back to what he was. So I don't want to say I never envisioned this because. It happened, and I, I, there's always a possibility with the Mets where things backfire to the most ridic- <laughs> ridiculous extent. But uh, I was, you know, management had had to be like, all right, wow, we really fucked that one up. But now it's just getting obnoxious. It's getting disgusting. now he's just abs. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. Baseball is not even a sport where you can really gear yourself up for an, for opponents. Like basketball, you can really get juiced up and you bring your A game. Baseball is such a cerebral sport that it doesn't even really matter whether you're who you're playing, except apparently here. Where he just gets, uh, you know, that's his Mets thing in general. You got Chipper Mets, Jones, Freddie Freeman, fucking, fucking Gabby Sanchez, <laughs> my, that motherfucker <laughs> Christian Yelich. Now it's just fucking. For some reason, people come in and say, "Why do you guys want to beat the Mets so bad? They stink. You're probably gonna beat them anyway. Why do you get so juiced up for them?" Beating up the fucking fragile kid in the corner that fucking sneezes every five minutes is wiping his. He's like, "We're beating up the dirtbag kid in the exactly. school." Exactly. So you're up. just picking. You're just bullies. You're just picking on the loser. I mean, I guess the better explanation is they're just not that good. <laughs> but. Like I said, when the Mets are bad, it's baseball at its absolute worst. There will probably be, probably for worse, like a 10-game winning streak that puts us right back in the middle of the pack and lets Will Pons be like, well, see, I told you we're good, when it's really all smoke and mirrors forever and ever. But I, I don't think, I've seen this before with them, where I don't think they're just dead. The 
no. If that this is the thing, this is what drove me crazy yesterday or Thursday, is that it was the injury thing. It was Noah and it was Ray Ramirez and it was this. How Ray Ramirez even came back? We've been through it a million times. When the guy is, when people know the trainer's name, let alone boom mercilessly on opening day, that's how you know things are bad. Like Twitter, people who don't even know the Mets, no Ray, no Ray Ramirez. Ramirez. That's like, a problem. That's a problem. That's a real like Trent's like I I didn't even know who Ray Ramirez was. I looked up it and like. Just nothing but like just fire, just anger burning, and this is the thing that throws me off now. Is now I have you who's optimi- who is at least being balanced about it, but now I got the tank, and the tank is Dude, firing. Frank Fleming, missiles. aka Frank the Tank, aka Frankie Midnight, makes me look like sunshine and rainbows. We're a hundred game losers. He had us He's winning the World Series. He's a hundred and ten game losers at this point. He said. He said, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, this is a 14 disaster that will ruin the Mets for years to come. I, it's everything I love about Frank. But here's the thing. The same way that you and me have young Mets fans chirping us, being like, why aren't you positive? And we're like, yo, we've seen some shit. That's yeah. why. You haven't been in the trenches long enough yet. Tank is that much older than us. He's yeah. the one saying that to us. This is it, dude. They're done. They're cooked. They're finished. And this is going to fuck this franchise up. Part of me wants to believe the Tank. Not wants to believe, but feels like I should believe. Tank's seen some shit. Tank, I asked Tank if he loved, I said, I, if I know Tank like a thing I do, he loves single admission doubleheaders. He goes, I've been to one, 1986 Cardinals. <laughs> I'm like, this guy was there for the 86 season. That's dude, how you know the Tank. He's been through some he, shit. Uh, when I went to the ball game with him, I'll tell a little tale here. It was uh, trivia with Howie Rose pops up on the Jumbotron. And they go, it, the the day was April 10th, 1970. And Frank immediately looks at me and he goes, Tom Seaver struck out 19, including the last 10 batters against the San Diego Padres. Howie Rose st- finishes the trivia sentence. He goes, Tom Seaver was on the mound. He struck out a franchise record 19, including retiring the final 10 batters in order. Who was it against? A, the Cardinals. B, the, the Braves. C, San Diego Padres. C, San Diego Padres. And I go, Frank. You really are a fucking encyclopedia. How, how did you do that? He goes, well, today's Earth Day. And I remember Tom Seaver did that on Earth Day. What the fuck is wrong <laughs> he was with one of my you, three man? stars that day. <laughs> it's crazy. He wasn't even alive then yet. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So the tank is is a, a, a sight to behold, and he might be a voice we should listen to. It could. This could be it for them. Like I said, if it is, I would not, I would not surprise me. I mean, I've, I've seen... Both sides of this. I've seen the Mets play like absolute dog shit and eventually just kind of grind their way out. And you look up. Last year's a perfect example. Yep. When when Familia blew that save, I think against the Cardinals, it was absolute rock bottom. I think I counseled that day, maybe a couple days later. They I w- begged you not to counsel. I begged, just for the record, folks, I begged them not to counsel. But that in day. that moment, it was so bleak. I don't remember what happened leading up to that blown save, but that whole week was terrible. It was like yesterday. It was a rash of injuries. We've seen this before, and they just bounced back despite all their injuries. They went on and won enough to make the, the playoffs. Again, the second wild card saves everything. If there was like, if there was no wild card or only one wild card, I'd be ready to counsel. But the second wild card makes everything different. And as the Mets too, we're we're the one team that's almost wild card proof. Where if we have to throw our guy, we then have two. Th- if they're exactly. he- again, this all if relies on health. But if if everyone's healthy or most of them, we have two, three, four guys that could all take that 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 pill on game one or two, and and then we're set. So we just kind of just break it all up. So we're almost wild card proof. But then you know you're living on pins and needles, and Connor Gillespie can end your season in a fucking fucking bat Connor Connor fucking Gillespie man. <laughs> oh, by the way, Stephen Matz is called Pavano. He's never gonna pitch. That's it. <laughs> It's, I don't know what's going on with that dude. He's like, I'm injured. The Mets are like, no, you're not. I don't know who to believe because the Mets are terrible with injuries. But when they're like, dude, your MRI is clean, you're fine, and he's just like, no, nah, I'm out. 
I mean, he's something's wrong with that kid. It's 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 as a Giants fan, like I was saying to you earlier, the Giants changed their training staff before last season, and the Giants were always fucking hurt, like classically hurt. The New York Football Giants, they changed their training staff, and like last year was like one of like the healthiest years I've ever seen. It as, makes a difference, man. And it makes a fucking, especially when the guy is so bad. And I, I like like Frank always says, like I don't know if they have something on him if they don't want to just find someone new. But it's gotten to the point where, especially when the your best asset is the most fragile asset in all sports. Exactly. Power you, pitchers you, are. You need not only do you not need fucking the worst trainer in the world, you need the absolute best. best. You need Phoenix the Phoenix Suns trainers, dude. They If they can make Shaq play like 60 games, <laughs> they can keep these pitchers safe. And really, to be honest, I have no idea the inner working, workings of the training staff. But when you have this many injuries, head's got to roll, man. Like, you just need to make a move for the sake of making a move. There's a figurehead. If you get all the, the glory, you get all the blame sort of thing, you're the head trainer, you got to go. Yeah, I don't want to call for somebody's job, but like it's it's fucking this is just how it works. So uh, I mean, it's kind of of course you can say this about any team in any sport. It's all about injuries, but if they can come back with their horses, I mean, I, I also genuinely don't think that we have five aces. I don't. I just don't think they're all that good. I think we there's have. No, there's I, we we are all so stupid for thinking that all of these pitchers were going to pan out. <laughs> when does that uh, uh, never happens? I think we have how many if everyone's healthy, which I mean again it's like a fucking joke of a thing to say. How many aces do you think we have? If everyone comes back healthy tomorrow, turn off injuries and everyone's 100% healthy. How many actual two? DeGrom and Thor? Yeah. I I I'd say the same. I think I, Harvey's good, but I don't think I would put him on the ace level. I think Wheeler is I mean, he's he's Pinocchio. He's not a real boy. Now <laughs> Steven Matz is Pinocchio 2.0. Exactly, yep. And, you know, Lugo is already hurt, and Gaselman's not that good. Like, the people who are already like, don't worry, we've got Lugo and Gaselman. It's like, you just believe anything you see for the even the shortest amount of time. Yep, yep. And I wanted to I wanted to believe it. Trust me. I, I wanted to believe as much as the next guy. Gaselman had the hair, too, so you're like, all yeah, right. Yeah, DeGrom 2.0? No. Thank the fucking Lord that Yoannis has... Not only panned out, but stayed here because Fulmer looks like he could be one of these guys too. One and, of the rare yeah. trades where everyone's happy on Everyone either wins. side. Yep, um, for sure. But I, you know, they have a good pitching staff. That's part of the problem too. I know, I know the bullpen is you have to save these arms, and people are like the bullpen's not bad. It's just overworked. I get all that. Some of these starters need to start pitching seven yeah. innings. You can't be taking guys out five and two thirds, six innings every game when you when you have a shitty bullpen. When you're giving it to Hansel Robles, you need to pitch seven innings. I mean, if you're gonna be these aces, five aces. Give me seven innings yep. against you know. Go out there against the Braves and just mow them down. Give the bullpen a break for the day. Instead, it's you know man, over managing and worrying about arms and them just not being that good. And all of a sudden, you're taking guys out five and two thirds at a hundred pitches, and you got half the game to go. I need Robles to get crazy again. I'm not saying Quick throw pitching people. right at people's faces. Yeah, but because you know people. what, that's all he's got. <laughs> he's not that fucking good. Yeah, he's a crazy. You don't want. I remember in little league when you knew the pitcher was crazy on the mound. You go, oh, that guy's crazy. Yeah, I don't think scared. that ever leaves. No matter what part exactly. of major league you're in, that guy's crazy. Crazy. So I want fucking Hansel Robles to be crazy. Now the Familia's back. We can bump everyone else back. Well, that's that's another thing too, man. That guy's been smoking mirrors forever. Yeah, for I, sure. I feel like this is the year where it all kind of you pay the piper on him. But you're right. I mean, he's all we've got, so you got to roll with him. But I mean, it's, it's just you take a step back. And Mets fans, Mets fans love bad players. 
<laughs> people were pissed when Ty Kelly was gone. Yep. How were how people pissed about Ty Kelly? Eric Campbell, I think, was the first guy everyone was unanimously. But it was like after like four fucking years. Yeah, people, people like, finally, finally realized Eric Campbell was the worst player in Major League Baseball. Soup's a fun nickname. It's like nicknames. Like nicknames or like Ty Kelly sounds like a, a baseball player that could like get a couple Yeah, he had a funny Twitter. He was the Jewish yeah. guy in the World Baseball Classic. I can understand like you're a fan favorite even though you suck sort of thing. I definitely have guys like that. But that's what we thought Bartolo was until he and became he was awesome. a fucking all star. An all star, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like the infatuation and the refusal to look at what's really in front of you. Familia was the best example. Oh, he has forty six saves. Look at look at his real numbers. Watch the game. He he's a fucking tightrope act every mm-hmm. single time. And I give him credit. You know, like the World Series, he can't get on him for some of them. I mean, that was just you know, yeah, he threw a no, bad pitch, sure. Alex Gordon, for sure. Even even when we made the World Series, it was the most brutally painfully way, painful way. We like led in every game after. It's, it was oh. it was like the most historically choked upon World Series ever. And that's, I still will go to my grave saying that, that the Mets, if they just made basic little league plays, would have steamrolled that team. Yep. But everyone gives all the credit in the world to the fucking Royals, who stink now. So it's like, really? It's just, uh, this is Mets life, man. And uh, when, I'm, when I am being somewhat rational, that's when we're at our worst. Yeah. Our worst. That's when fans are now. really, that's when it gets really scary. So ride with me. Ride with Clem. If there's injuries, fuck it. We, I mean, if there's injuries, there's nothing you can do. Everyone just move on to whatever whatever football team you got next, whatever NBA team you're watching. I don't know. Just move on. That's what I'm saying. This is the one good thing about it. It's my summer nights. are then like This has happened. The, the 2000s, there was a lot of summer nights we all had free. We yeah, do I didn't have to do anything. I just all watch my Netflix. I, You know what? I got Mario Kart coming out today. I'm pretty far and <laughs> stoked to play some Mario Kart. You know what I mean? I could do that now if the Mets are going to stink. I don't want it to happen, but I'm ready for it to happen if it does. If they're injured, you're playing Mario Kart. Yep. If they're not, sit tight. Things will warm up. The ball will start carrying a little bit. There's been a ton of warning track balls that a I think ton. will just go out soon. And you let these pitchers get cooking. <laughs> we trade Jay Bruce for Granderson. Like they, I'm telling you, if we could just figure out when Jay Bruce is going bad, we bench him. Put, put in, in Grandy. Put in Grandy, or I mean now Conforto. And then they hit, and then once Bruce is good again, we throw him back. I mean, this makes a lot more sense hypothetically. The other side of it, too, is Bruce playing first base is a fucking disaster. It's worse Dude, than I could have imagined. That's another thing. I, I know first base is not the most complicated position, but you can't just plug people into any position. Why don't we pitch him, too? Why, why, not, why don't you close as well, Jay Bruce? The, all, the other thing, this pitching staff, They've never gotten rolling. They've never yeah. gotten cooking. If you can have that turnover where all of a sudden, you know, quote-unquote, the third, fourth ace is facing a fourth or fifth starter who's a bum, and they just start rolling, that's, that's, how we that's did it. when you'll rack it up. That's how we did it in May of 2015. We had that winning streak. It was just because every day it was like Cindergard, you know, it was DeGrom today, Harvey today, uh, Cindergard, and fucking, oh, Cologne's pitching well. And that, and it just kept going and going. And Machine, we're just dude. Up. And, and it's always, beating four has up. been the magic number always. If they can score yeah. four runs, because more often than not, I mean, well, this is when the bullpen was pretty decent. Who knows now with the relief core. But more often than not, when you have a good arm out there, you're only giving up three. If you can get me four, <laughs> let's go. But it's a lot to ask right now. The offense is lost. The, the morale seems down. Noah seems up when he was making fun of Jay Horowitz the other yeah, day. Yeah. Get your minions out of here. That's the other thing. You got to like almost remove yourself a little bit and really put yourself in the clubhouse. Like a guy like Noah. Again, God for oh, you know, God willing, he's not injured. Hot new girlfriend, electric arm. It's like we'll be all right. We'll be fine. You know, everybody relax here. People at Granderson been in the game forever. You know, there are the veteran presence, and then you got a guy like Conforto. Like I, you know. 
truth be told, can Forrest play like I don't give a shit. I'm fucking playing right yeah. now. You get a, you get a little bit of confidence here and there. You win some games. I think they're probably relaxed, whereas the Mets fans, obviously, we're all ready to jump off a bridge. I don't blame you. You want to jump? Go for it. I usually am right there, leading the cause, leading the charge. Give it a little bit. As of today, we don't know where. As of this moment, we don't know what Cespedes hamstring. Just say, for argument's sake, two to four weeks. They say, and at least a ten day DL. Um, Thor say he pitches Sunday. He's fine. Where are you on the console meter right now? Ten being console to Sason, one being Wiguchi. Six point five. Okay, I was gonna say six myself. If they're both, you know, six weeks and. Ten. 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 It's console. over. Console. It's okay. absolutely over. That, that's that's because exactly. that just affects everything. Yeah. The, the whole lineup shifts down. The whole bullpen shifts down. The rotation shifts down. The bullpen's taxed. Those you have your one arm and your one bat that you basically penciled in as a Cy Young and hopefully MVP candidate type. If those two go down, it's a ten. Yeah. Console. Which is unbelievable that this happens every. That's last year why I didn't get so worked up about losing to the Giants because I was like, we had Thor, and no one else. We had yeah. Thor, Gazelman, and Lugo was who uh, we were throwing. Yeah, like, it's we didn't that's, have Harvey. That's where always all roads lead back to the Wilpons, where it's like. If you if you're gonna go in, go in. Like the, it's not like they don't spend anymore. They went out and got Cespedes. His annual money per year is through the roof. They, their their payroll is high, but they go when they decide. It's either, they either go like zero percent of the way or they go like eighty percent, half measures, seventy five percent. You know, yeah, half measures get you nowhere. The Cubs were out there making moves when they knew it was their year. They're getting Zobers. They're getting Chapman. They're ready to like go win a World Series. Those were important pieces. The Mets are like. We'll be all right. We're gonna get some guys off the DL. And we're oh, good. Reyes Fuck. is dirt cheap. We don't have to pay him anything. Yeah. In Colorado, it's like that. Reyes should be the super utility guy coming off the bench, not right. the starting. Yeah. third again. That basin. and that's the thing is like he would be good in that role, but you put him in a starting role, he's a fucking nightmare because yeah. there should be a real first baseman. There should be a real sh- uh, third baseman, even shortstop. Like I love the ass man. I mm-hmm. love his dribble. His body's kind of breaking down. A little bit of regression, maybe. It's just like that's your starting shortstop. For a team that supposedly got World Series aspirations, you put a real you put real guys on the corner. You say, "All right, that's the ass man." But then you have the yeah, and, then the, and then right, it all just it's all once dominoes. Walker's back starts barking, and Darno's fucking can't hit a fucking got, side of know, a barn. You got fucking Conforto doing everything he can to get into the lineup, and these guys are still beholding to veterans. It's just the whole the whole mentality is always backwards, and yet they're still kind of in the mix. Give it a few weeks, see where we're at injuries wise. Let's go, Mets. Let's go, Mets.